I think the short way of describing what we offer to client is we want to give you all the skills that you need to deliver results. So it's not necessarily just learning or training. We want to make sure that those skills actually translate into business results. That's Jenny Tung, a VP in our Silicon Valley office, talking about the Bain Executive Academy, a leadership training program that develops managers from the world's top companies into executive leaders and future CEOs. I'm Keith Bevins, a partner and global head of consultant recruiting at Bain & Company, and this is Beyond the Bio. It's a podcast that shares the stories of our extraordinary people from their perspectives. You can read their bios online, but those barely scratch the surface of who they are and the important work they're doing here at Bain. Today, we'll talk with Jenny about her background and path to and through Bain, her work within our global client training team, and leading Bain Academy, our global client training and professional development team. Welcome, Jenny. It's great to have you here. I'm so happy to be here, Keith. So, Jenny, I want to start with your background. During undergrad at Berkeley, you interned at a Bain competitor and came to Bain as a full-time AC. What was your plan when you got to college, and, and why did you do that internship and then switch companies on the back end? I had no plan when I started in college. I didn't even know what consulting was. But I actually learned about managed consulting through one of the many campus recruiting events. I actually enjoy my time at the competitor. I loved the work. I thought it was really intellectually challenging. But I actually got to know Bain a lot more during my summer. So once I got to know the Bain team a little bit more, I just felt so much more connected to the Bainies. And so therefore, I decided to make the switch and join Bain as a full-time AC. And what did you major in at Berkeley? I majored in international business administration and also Japanese. Cool. So you definitely had at least a closer tie to consulting than I did. I, like you, had no idea what consulting or management consulting was when I was an undergrad. So you join Bain after undergrad and work here for a couple of years, and then you decide to go back and get your MBA, which is a decision a lot of Bain ACs have to make at some point or another. Do they want to do it? Is it worth it? When should they do it? What was your thought process like during that, during that time? Yeah, I actually spent my AC years in Asia, and Asia at that time was ex- just experiencing so much growth, as is right now as well. But after a few years, I I knew I wanted to do something different, but I needed a way to basically have time for myself to reflect, get additional inspiration. And I thought MBA, therefore, is a good opportunity for me to slow down and actually take stock of what I'd experienced. I went in with an open mind. I just really wanted to meet a broader range of people with different experiences and background. So I was really glad I was able to do that and talk to a lot of people. And I definitely had time to reflect on my experiences and what I like to do after my MBA. And what did you do during business school? Did you work? Did you decide you were going to be one of those folks that traveled because you were probably sponsored? Did you know you were coming back to Bain? I guess is one of the questions people might have. Like I said, I had an open mind. I was very happy and very grateful that I had the opportunity to return to Bain if I wanted to. But I actually did explore other choices. So between first and second year in business school, I actually interned for Burger King, actually out of their European operations. Like headquarters or at a restaurant? I'd like to say that I actually spent the first two weeks working at a restaurant. But ultimately, it was really important for the leadership team in the European operations that everyone actually understand how the restaurants worked. So while I spent a majority of my summer doing interesting things like analysis of store performances, the first two weeks of 
definitely working at a Burger King frontlined. Great, great. So you do that internship, you go back, you finish school, you end up back at Bain. Did you stay on the West Coast? Did you move around? Yeah. So I decided to rejoin Bain in the San Francisco office. I grew up in San Francisco and my parents were getting older. So I decided for family reasons, it's the right thing to do. And I love the culture at Bain. And especially during business school, I had an opportunity to talk to so many people who worked at different companies. And I came to the conclusion that I feel like there's still so much for me to learn at Bain. I really enjoy the team. So I decided to come back, but to a different office. Right. And San Francisco, having visited that office and a lot of offices, it has a really great culture and they're really a tight office. Although as I was preparing for this, I I looked and you didn't actually spend all of your time in San Francisco, did you? No, I did not. It was actually a mix of experiences. So I joined San Francisco for about a year. And then luckily, through one of the early projects that I was doing, I met my then boyfriend, now husband. And Bain actually was quite accommodating. My boyfriend at the time was asked to open his firm's Asia office. So I then actually asked to go back to Asia so that we could be together. And that actually was a great experience for me to, having worked in Asia prior to business school, having some experience in our West Coast office, now being able to go back and tap into the global network again, that was such a, su- such a good experience. So where did you move over to? I was first in India, in Chennai, in the southern part of India, actually working with one of our first clients. And then after that, we moved to Shanghai and worked in different parts of China, including in the very exciting southern city of Shenzhen, where a lot of your technology products are made. Cool. And I know that you bounced around and also worked, spent some time in Singapore and Seoul. Did you actually put down roots in those places? Or were you there for client work? Or how did you navigate all of the different countries? Because culturally, they're quite different, even though they're in one particular part of the world, right? They are. I was very fortunate, actually, to be staffed to clients who are also very international and regional in nature. So as a result of that, I was able to work with client teams for those clients in these different cities. And what I did was, because of the long duration, so typically I would spend a few months in Seoul, a few months in Singapore, I ended up just getting a short-term apartment. So that actually definitely gave me the opportunity to just like live in different places and experience the different work culture and the city and life in general. Definitely one of my favorite aspects of Bain. And now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and ask, you know, as you as you worked with different Bain teams and different Bain offices, what did you find was common across the system? People talk about our culture quite a bit, and you've now gotten to see it, you know, depending on how you count, six or seven different times. You know, what are some of the things that you find in common across the Bain offices that you visited? It's going to sound a little bit weird, but I have to say Bain is incredibly good at finding people who are certainly very, very smart, but also just very easy to work with and get along with. And in fact, I was explaining to someone that half of the people at my wedding are Bainies that I met throughout my global travels. And I know a lot of people enjoy working with their colleagues, 
But I think I was able to form these really strong friendships with people that are in these different countries who have like very different upbringing. But somehow the fact that we worked at Bain, we just have this bond that is beyond just a kind of like a work and deliver on client results. And I think mostly because I also really respect these friends that I feel I could always learn something from them. But I think culture-wise, yeah, I, I, it's a little bit like I feel like you could parachute me into any Bain office and I know I'm going to be able to work with the team. We're going to deliver consistently high-quality work. And I also will generally enjoy working with the other Bainies, even though I've never really worked with them or met them before. Yeah, I had two experiences like that. One is whenever I travel to different offices and people come to Chicago, we just try different things. And I found that Bain people are remarkably willing to just experiment and say, I've never done that before. Mind if I tag along? Yeah, as a photographer, I sort of go to different events and participate and, and catalog and photograph different subcultures. And people in the offices are like, oh, you're going there tonight? Let, let, me, let me tag along with you and let me stop by. And I had an experience early in my current role where I went to an office in Europe, I believe it might have been Amsterdam, and they actually have lunch every day at this giant round table with a lazy Susan and, you know, lunch meats and breads and spreads and all of that stuff. And I asked, you know, we were in meetings all morning. I said, can we, can we go grab lunch? Like I'm dying here. Like I'm jet lagged. I'm a mess. They said, well, we just eat upstairs. And I, I went upstairs and there was, you know, I don't know, 10 people sitting around the table. I pulled up a chair, grabbed a plate. And within five minutes, it was like I was in an office that I had been at forever. You know, I was talking with everybody. We had common friends. We had common clients, common training experiences and things like that. And just right away, you feel right at home. It's so weird because it, it's happened multiple times since then. But I was like, wow, this is a very different culture from a, from a country standpoint, but a very similar culture from a company standpoint, which is really cool. The fact that you mentioned food is definitely true. You could parachute me into any of these offices. Somehow Bainies could find any range of food like dim sum, street food, hawker centers. And certainly I was able to enjoy all of those things. And I love what you said about just, yeah, show up and people are generally friendly. They're up for trying new things. They're actually very up for like showing you kind of like all the coolest places in their city. And I remember like going to the Hong Kong office and this is probably like a few months ago, working with a new AC who just joined. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm really hungry. Let's go for lunch. And this person randomly just offer up hole in the wall roast duck in Hong Kong. And then we ended up like chatting for two hours over roast duck. So I think it's that kind of like, you start hanging out, you lose track of time. It's like so exciting to always like meet new friends completely unintentionally because you're on a work trip. But those are the things that I really, really value and treasure about Bain. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jenny, I know despite all of the work that you've done there in the region and across the system, you did take a bit of a break. I think heading into the senior manager promotion window, you took a break. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you did it and how you spent the time? Yeah. So I had the really fortunate opportunity. I got a call from one of the professors that I had worked with during business school. And this particular professor really was fascinated by the supply chain that is happening in China. And more specifically, all the different companies that were producing goods in China being exported globally. And he really wanted to understand how the supply chain works. How do all the pieces fit together? So he was looking for someone who has the business background, speaks Mandarin, has an interest actually in writing, 
And he reached out and I was really humble by the opportunity because obviously I was out of school just for a little bit. And the fact that he thought I was able to do all those things and that he trusted me to do all those things. So I was really excited about the opportunity. But because I was coming up to a promotion window, I wasn't sure if Bain would support that. But to my surprise, my staffing manager was like, oh my gosh, Jenny, of course like you should go do it. And as a result of that, I was able to through my hat as a academic researcher, talk to CEOs of all these companies that are based in Asia. There are different size players in the global supply chain, but I was able to learn from them, study their companies, and ultimately created 10 case studies that I think are probably, some of it still in use today in business schools. But the fact that Bain was so supportive, even at a critical time in my career, they allow me to do that and supportive. So I was really grateful for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that actually brings us to an interesting transition point because I would argue that might be the spark in your academia endeavors. I want to talk a little bit about some of the work you're doing at Bain right now Mm because you're doing a lot of work with our global training team and our capabilities there. How does global training work at Bain? Why don't we start there so that people have an understanding of sort of what the apparatus is and the machinery that we've built over decades here? Sure. Well, if you talk to Annie Bainies, I would say global training is probably a highlight for most people. And I think what makes the global training program very unique is what we do is we bring global colleagues that are of similar tenure once every 24 months or so to a single location where we not only get to learn new content, but we're also doing a lot of experience sharing. And it's a really cool experience once you've been at Bain for a while because you keep on seeing the same people over and over again in your global training program. So you're catching up with your friends from different parts of the world. But what makes the Bain training program also really unique are actually the trainers. Bain actually does not use external trainers generally for our training experiences because we believe in the best people to train you are people who have experienced your job before. So all of our trainers are actually selected to participate, to be a trainer in these global training program. And part of that experience is also very unique because all of us who are former trainers actually get to learn how to teach, how to actually run a classroom, and ultimately being able to kind of share our experiences and know that it's going to have positive impact. Yeah, and I think you and I first met at one of those global training programs. And and everything you said is so true to me. There's four of us that are still at Bain sort of 24 years after we started that went to all of the trainings together from associate consultant training through experience partner training. And it's just one of those things where you just build out that global network and then you see them again and again. It's also been neat to have a trainer cohort as well because I've trained some of our sessions multiple times with the same people as well. Yes, It's such a signature Bain experience, I think, to both be a participant, but also get selected as a trainer. It is something that is, I think, very many people think that is very memorable. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that I've visited countries for the first time at a lot of those sessions, whether it's, you know, Scotland or Barcelona or other parts of the world. Um, There's other perks to training that are are also part of the experience that we all talk about. Yeah. And Jenny, on the training team, you were helping develop a lot of the content for those trainings, right? And keeping that current and fresh and make sure that people are getting the skills that they need through those trainings, right? Definitely. I think one of the reasons why the Bain training program is so unique is the content is refreshed. But more importantly, the content, again, is written by people who've actually done those jobs before. 
And the idea there is we don't want to just describe concepts in an academic way. We want the concepts to actually come alive through experiences that people would actually experience in real life. So one of the things that we do is um, we have a whole team that's dedicated to making sure that all of our content from AC all the way to partner reflects the current environment, reflects our collective experience globally. And it's certainly we, in a disciplined way, gather feedback. And it's certainly one thing that whenever we explain to our clients our learning experiences, they are just wow by how much effort and all the coordination that it takes for this to happen. But for us, it's such an important part of not only professional development, but for making sure that we continue to let our team develop their global network, which is both very useful and very important for the business. Yeah, and what's, what's really neat is that that content, it's not even just the content, it's the infrastructure that's invested in getting me as a trainer and my training peers up to speed so that we can deliver the great sort of session that everybody's expecting. What's been neat to me is, I like to say, you all provide the ingredients and the recipes, and then the trainer is all seasoned to taste, right? And it's, you know, I can talk as a trainer about the experience I had when I presented something like that to a client, or I screwed up the model in this particular way, and people start learning through like apprenticeship as opposed to an abstract notion. Jenny, a lot of alumni reach out. They want two things. They want our PowerPoint slide wizard so that they can create the same types of graphics they created when they were here. But a lot of people reach out about training and they leave and they say, I have a new team and I need them to work like a Bain team. Can you all help? And you've gotten involved in a lot of that, haven't you? Yes. And, And in fact, that's actually how I really shifted my attention to now doing this full time for our clients. We were just getting so many requests from our Bain alums who effectively wrote in an email, can you export the Bain training to my company? And when we saw that, we said, we're we're flattered, but probably it needs another level of tailoring because you are not operating in consulting firm. So we started actually offering just as help to our alumni and say, yeah, you know, we're happy to take some of the Bain training content. We want to make sure you're really successful. So let us actually tailor something for you. But then once we introduce these programs to these companies, Their colleagues also see that and they're like, we also want some of that. So from then, basically, we're seeing so much demand for kind of the Bain way of training. So let me ask you a little bit about that, because as a trainer, several years ago, I was asked to train at the Bain Executive Academy in South Africa. And I think that was some of the early days of exporting our training capability. But can you talk about those early days and what it's evolved into now? Because it is a much larger, much more distributed model around the system and around our clients that a lot of people are really involved in. Yeah. What originally started out as these alumni requests that I was talking about earlier, they were typically one or two topics. But our big inspiration really came when we had a request from our South Africa office and there was an opportunity to work on some of the Black empowerment programs that were happening there. And we thought one of the contributions we could make there is to really truly export an integrated learning experience for upcoming executives in South Africa. And that was our first time in designing a multi-session, multi-day experience that are tailored specifically for clients who are not former consultants, but 
they're able to actually take our content, we tailor it to exactly their context. And the feedback from that actually was so positive that it was very quick to then got exported to China. And now we run our Bain Executive Academy in the Middle East and in Southeast Asia. And our clients in North America and Europe are also interested. So we have constructed specific corporate academies for them, very much model after the Bain Global Training model. And so if I'm a client, how do I get plugged into that? And, and what types of training are you giving my team? Because there's a, a wide range of things you can do there. Yeah. So the way the Bain Academy thinks about training, we don't necessarily just pull it off the shelf for learning a random topic. We actually start off with, well, what is the business outcome you're actually after? Because unless we can articulate very specifically how the learning supports a business outcome, sometimes it's hard for us to kind of pay attention, right, in class. So we start off with a business outcome. Then based on that, we will custom tailor design and experience that actually helps you to get to those outcomes. And I'll give you some examples. So recently we were working with a large retailer and they were very interested in using Agile as a method to turbocharge their innovation. So it was quite clear for them that they needed to launch X number of products in this particular timeframe. So understanding those are the business outcome and those are the constraints, we constructed a one-week program where we simultaneously launch eight of their innovation teams, giving them the content that they actually need for this specific project. We have a lot of content about innovation. Some of it is probably more relevant than others. So we actually help them prioritize what content is most critical for them. They start with that. As people actually get working in Agile, we then serve another set of content. And this is both to help manage absorption, but we also ultimately want to make sure it's the most efficient and effective way for people to learn. But it sounds like it's more than just what some people might hear is, well, this is just the implementation phase of a project. And what you're describing is actually a, a step change in the skill level at the clients, right? Absolutely. I think the short way of describing what we offer to client is, we want to give you all the skills that you need to deliver results. So it's not necessarily just learning or training. We want to make sure that those skills actually translate into business results. Yeah. And what do you do to keep in touch with the clients that have gone through it? I know when I went down to South Africa, I think I was in session three of four for the cohort that had been meeting throughout the course of the year. And they were just a remarkably tight group of Black executives that were, yeah. you know, I was clearly the family guest. But it was clearly a family meeting that I was joining. And it was strange to me because it was the same kind of bond that I had experienced at the Bain training programs. And I was like, wow, we've really, we've really done this. It's not like an executive training program where you go for a week and get a binder. It was something more than that. Yeah. Well, I think when we go in to train the executive program, we keep in touch with our participants through certainly all the usual stuff, right? Like all the alumni lists and, and they get access to all of the Bain IP. But I think each of the trainer that participate in these programs, we certainly have kind of special connections with some of the participants. There are some that were just like, wow, this is so cool. I really want to keep track of this particular person's career. And a lot of it, in addition to kind of the structure, formal kind of like get togethers, I know a lot of the trainers who participate in these programs have kept in touch with these participants who really follow their careers. 
So now we've been at this a couple of years, and the DNA for Bain has always been about results. How are we doing with the Bain Executive Academy? Demand continues to be so strong that we're trying to work as fast as we can. So we're very, very, very encouraged by that. And we are actually very proud of our consistent, what we call net promoter scores at these programs. And it's really high. But I think one of the things that we know our secret sauce is probably correct is when we transition to this virtual format, because before then, all of our learning experiences were done in person, live, and that's why we're able to do all these like super fun, engaging experiences, board games, video games, like things that you do not typically see in a corporate environment, we probably have done as a way to engage the audience. We believe learning through play is the best way to do it. But when we transition to virtual, we were really concerned if we we're able to replicate that same secret sauce. And I'm very happy to report after about seven months of COVID, we're able to maintain these very, very high net promoter scores. And in fact, our average session score is 9.2 out of 10. So we're just extremely pleased that we're able to make that transition. And I think ultimately force us to now have a different channel to deliver our learning experiences. That's awesome, Jenny. As we start to wrap up here, where does this go next for us? And, and where do you see sort of the, you know, five years from now, when we look back, what's going to be the big things that have changed and been added to this program? Because the demand certainly isn't going to go away anytime soon. It sounds like the cat is out of the bag in terms of what we're able to do for organizations. But what do you see happening in the next several years? As we look forward and, you know, our roadmap, we'll of course continue to develop new learning experiences that are customized for our clients, but really matching what the challenges the client are seeing in the market. But one of the features of our program that clients have really, really liked is actually our train-to-trainer approach. So in the same way that we actually train the Bain trainers who go into the training program, one of the things that we want our clients to be able to do is to also learn this particular way of teaching and do capability building for their employees. So I definitely see us continue to build that and to build that more consistently with our clients so that the faculty is no longer just the Bain people that are going in, but we would see a broader network of clients who now are able to really scale that all these different capabilities within their organization. So Jenny, thank you so much for an awesome conversation. It's been great to talk about your journey and hear about the great things that you're up to with our training capability. And it's great to catch up. It had been a long time. And thank you so much for having me. It was great to see you, Keith. Okay, take care. Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in to Beyond the Bio. If you'd like to share a review or give us input on what you'd like to hear on the podcast, we'd really like to hear from you please email our inbox at beyondthebio at bain.com. We'll see you soon with some new episodes and thanks for listening.